Chumps. Um, this is the podcast where just a bu- a couple of a few guys, some guys, <laughs> will talk about books, <laughs> and it's there's no reason to make it more complicated than that. That's all it is. It's just like you had a long day, you don't want to listen to music, yep. and you're like, I just want to listen to some guys. Just talk about books, you know, and that's that's what we give you. I want to listen to some guys, uh, some some uh, normal sized guys talk about some really small guys. Yeah. Yes. In the woods. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Where where's that podcast? <laughs> you uh, know, big guys talking small guys. Yeah. Big guys on small guys pod. Damn, that's where's where's that? Th- that maybe should have been our new name. Yeah, we changed our name from Chapter Jumps to Chapter Jumps, but we maybe should have changed it from <laughs> yeah. Chapter Jumps to yeah. Big Guys big, on bi- small guys. Big Boys Do Small Men big, the podcast. Big boy, okay, <laughs> Big Boys Do Small Men podcast. I like it. I like it. It's clever. You know, it rolls off the tongue. It does tie brow oh no 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 this is it will be big dude small men bdsm what do you think oh, oh my god what do you yes, think yes that's oh my gosh that is it yes so yes i mean it's that's 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 who we are that's what we do you know that's, you know like yeah yeah that's that's why the the people flock to us so so good that is I so to, good. I have to turn off my uh, my Patreon notifications because I don't need notifications when they, yeah they're probably started. flooding in all the people joining <laughs> our Patreon right Josh? I I got two emails before we started. It's like I don't need to know when we put out a podcast. I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> Plus, like all hey. the people who are joining, like we we get a notification every time, and it's like okay, like I got to put it on mute yeah, well, after a while. Well, I'm certain whoever's running the Patreon does. I don't run the Patreon, so this is a good I, I don't get um, this is a good opportunity to to just. Plug it right up front. Hey guys, girls, non-binary pals, we we have a uh, we we have a Patreon that we launched, and we're uh, we're we're doling out some of that good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We we're actually today we uh, we uploaded our first bonus episode, which is uh, season zero. Is what we're calling it, where we're reading a different book series. Did you like? merge the entire season together because you said it's one upload <laughs> no 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 I'm, I'm it's i'm doing it um per episode one episode at a time okay that'd be like freaking that, that's probably like it would it would be a lot many hours yeah that, that would be many hours i what was it it was 35 <laughs> episodes each one's about an hour and a half on average i'd say so yeah about a full day of content of just us talking. Patreon.com slash chapter jumps. You can spend a whole day listening to us talking. Yeah. If you feel like, you know, you listen to us on the regular and you still haven't gotten your big dude, small men fix, <laughs> then, you know, we'll, we'll plug that for you. We're plugging yeah. it. We'll, we'll plug the, the hole in your heart. The, yeah. We'll, the, we'll, We'll plug that hobbit hole. We'll plug big the dude, big, small man. Big dude, oh, small God. man, hobbit hole, sized hobbit hole. Josh, you care to weigh in here? Anything to add? 
I'd like to talk about the book or... that we, we read, the chapters we read, or get uh, into uh, the, the pros and cons of our, our week. Yeah, yeah, no, we can... Are you, so, are you guys going to do pros and cons this week, or are you guys going to do cons and pros again? <clears throat> I'm doing pros and cons. You're doing pros and cons, that's, okay. Okay. That's, the, that's the name of the session. Yeah. I feel like I need to carry the, the banner. Yeah, I agree, I agree. <sighs> um... All right. Well, Josh so pros. Do, Josh is going to do cons and pros. He, he's going to do. Con, he'll always do yeah. cons and pros. I mean, yep. Josh is a, a contrarian. You know. No, I said I like. I like. That's the con the that he comes from. Yes. So. Oh, he, um, he likes to end on a good note, on a positive note, but he also is a contrarian. Yeah. I am. So sick of contrarians these days. Here we go. He's doing. He's doing it. He's doing it. <laughs> What's got? What am I being contrarian about? I'm saying that I am sick of contrarians for the sake of being contrary. I'm. I am continuing the conversation about contrarians. Oh, what what contrarians are bothering you, or what are they on the the contrary about, Josh? The people. Uh, I just mean people who are contrarian for the sake of being contrarian, and that thinks that make they, and who think that. And who think that being contrarian makes them smart somehow? Mm. Um, you see that just spread all over the internet. So it's it's Star Wars, isn't it? Not specifically Star Wars, but I have seen it there. Yes. <laughs> the new Mandalorian yeah. trailer came out to last night, but I've been talking about it today, obviously, and I I'm excited. Already, someone on the Chapter Jumps account is just. I wonder who could that be. And that re- could be. really giving shit already. The, the contrarian I mean. in in the, that you're referring to is is Connor, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's who you're talking about. Pros Not- and contrarians. <laughs> that could be our episode title. I, I am really excited about the Mandalorian. I I, I love. I I was I saw that tweet about the spaceships and I was just disappointed. It's like. That is one of the reasons I'm excited. <laughs> it's not the only reason I'm excited, but it's one of them. I like it's, TIE Interceptors. The, I mean, the thing is, no, I mean, I get it. It was just funny because the the tweet that we're referencing, you know, the guy was like, you can't tell me we are in a golden age because of these spaceships. And I'm like, yeah, you know, fuck the plot, right? Yeah, no, thank, his point thank was... Thank God there's a spaceship. <laughs> his point was kind of silly. I, I grant you that. But it... Who is this? Where am I going with this? Uh, I, it's just something that I tweeted, and I knew Josh was going to see, so yeah, it's funny what, to bring up. What's this guy's username? The, the story, I enjoyed I don't story know. I don't think we need right. to specifically call them out, even yeah, though let's, I did not, quote, quote, quote yeah, tweet them. If you're, if you're interested, go look up the fucking Just go on our Twitter. They have, yeah, nine, they have 9,000 followers. I think they're going to be Oh, fine. my fucking God. Fine, okay? <laughs> they might be a little more important than us. Who knows? Um, on, no. But no, I, I'm excited for everything. I, everything it looks pretty cool the i'm excited for the spaceship stuff because i'm just the nerd about the spaceships but the uh, you've always been also... a spaceship nerd josh i know yes their their and, name uh, rhymes with smile simone biles see you confused yeah. me there for a moment because i was thinking back to uh bringing this back to books the old expanded universe book stories from star wars about the the, the x-wing series um because they had special names for the TIE Fighters in that, where the Interceptors were called Squints. So when you said Smiles, my head was still going through Squints, like the word, and it's just like, it, you just like, threw a brick into my brain for a moment. It's like, uh, wait, that, mm. that, 
How did you know? Brick brain. Got a case of brick brain. Brick brain. Got a case of brick brain. So, who wants to start off the the pros and cons? I will get off the Star Wars um, tangent. I'll. I'll. Who knows? Maybe I'll bring Star Wars into pros and cons. You know. Who knows? Fun. And we'll we'll definitely get more to Star Wars when we cover the Thrawn trilogy at some point in the future. Oh yeah. Um. So. We're not pros. doing that. We're not going to read that shit. That's my veto. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying to do something. Did we already, yeah. Let, let's just let Connor talk. Connor used his veto already. Yeah. I'm 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 the only one left standing. I've never Connor's used, used it. It's on the record. I've so. never used, then I used mine to counter his. So. Yeah. Sorry, Nova. Um. So the the we reset. Pro... Our vetoes are all reset. You guys are forgetting. That's not. That's not true. The pro, the pros here um, is um, man. Um, hmm. It's been that bad a week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I um. Uh. It, it does kind of feel like I don't know what to say now that I'm put on the spot here. I mean, you mm-hmm. put yourself on the spot. I, I might, I might, <laughs> I, I might have to do cons and pros, guys. I would have to be a contrarian and do cons and pros. I'll, I'll get around to the pros after. Okay, so the cons, um, the the cons, boy, you know what? I don't know if I can do this right now, guys. Someone else needs to go. I, I did put myself on the spot, but you know what? I'm, as host, I kind of have the, the power to be like, you know what? Let's pass it. All. I'm going to pass it along. I pass. You, there's, there's no power in it. This is you fumbling the ball. This is you fumbling Nothing's fumbled. No, 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 no. I pass. That's a major fumble. It's not fumble. a fumble. It's not a fumble. It's a major fumble. No, I'm just passing. You, you can know. go first, Connor. No. No, you fumbled it. What do you mean, no? And you kicked it over to me. Well, I'm passing it to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had been thinking about this. The, the pro is very, very hard to, for me to, to think of. I don't, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been fine. You know, it's been a fine week, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, um, but the, the, the small little, you know, bright spot in, in kind of the, the, the gray week, uh, for me is I got the new GBV record in the mail Fine. a week and a half before it comes out. La La Land. Wow. And so this, this uh, you know, forced me to kind of reset my turntable and get that working again. And so I've been spinning it and um, getting a lot of joy out of it. Uh, yeah, did, I mean, that's it. Did, did I tell you we, we were using a, a record player to play old Christmas vinyls over the holidays at my parents' house? No. That's fun. So, yeah. So, usually we either pull up, like, Spotify or uh, some old CDs that we've been listening to for 25 years. But the CD changer broke. And last Mother's Day, my brother got my mom a turntable slash CD player radio combo thing. Um. Uh, and this year she asked for like a special like cabinet to put it on and store all the old records that she's suddenly been collecting. 
like literally records from like the eighties and maybe the seventies and some sixties stuff. I don't, don't know the exact dates, but they're vintage records. Nice. Um, and we had like a, a stack of like old Christmas ones that have been sitting in the basement and that my uncle dropped off as well. And so just every night at dinner, because we had to be in the dining room and couldn't watch TV due to my brother's, uh, uh, uh surgery, couldn't be at the, the kitchen table. Um, we were just playing Christmas music on a record the entire time. And one night my parents, uh, I was asked to start the record and I went up to it and it's like, I know what to do. You put the needle on the record and it, it play. And it took me a good, like two minutes to figure out how to start the record. I felt really, uh, foolish. The, the 21st century techie not knowing how to. Yeah. Oh, did Josh. Oh, crap, everybody. My internet just crapped out on us. Going to go on a quick break. Okay, and we are back. Um, Technical difficulties. Yes. Uh, as as for my con, um, the biggest issue, really, for the last couple of nights, last night especially, is my my neighbors, again, my upstairs neighbors are, are very noisy. Oh, um, no. After... After hours, you know, they're, they're they're last night they were blasting like two thousands era pop music like Britney Spears and Christina uh, uh. Aguilera. <laughs> so just I mean, that was funny, but it was it was really really terrible, and so um, yeah, we we had to sleep out in the living room, but not not only after like I tried blasting. Um, like Good weird, music. well no, like 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 weird noises. To them, like like I, I I had this like loop of a guy coughing really gross, and I I I cranked it up really loud and held it up <laughs> to the ceiling, and just screwed over the neighbors below you. Yeah, well, I mean, probably, but uh, you know what happened was yeah, the, the neighbors next to you that have a baby. Yeah, well, everyone has oh, a baby. No. They all have babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's no excuse. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's that's my con. It's it's really been a very terrible night, uh, did, terrible time for for sleeping. Did your the ceiling in your bedroom ever get fixed? Yes. Okay. Good. So there's well that that's one of the things is that um I think the the new ceiling it has has less uh soundproofing, Sound. but oh, that sucks. It, it, it was a problem before that too, so I don't even really know. I, I think they just take they, they they go through phases of being fucking noisy assholes, you know. And you know, I'm too scared for a con. Well, first off, I don't think they they speak English, and second, that I I even if they did, I, I'm too scared of of confrontation to to talk to them about it. So I'd rather right. blast you know uh, disgusting noises. Yeah, <laughs> through the, through the life floor. would have been so much easier for us if we were British, you know. <laughs> yes, we're we're, we're being conflict averse is is you know not only normalized but celebrated. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, that's like you know English masculinity. That's our UK is, ancestry. <laughs> you know why too. don't? That's our UK. We, we would have been champions over uh-huh. there. You yeah. know, I mean in a land that thrives on conflict like America does, you know, I am just the odd man out. 
Alright, I'm going to, uh, in, in this interim period, I got my, my pros and cons here, so I'll, uh, I'll go through it quick and then I'll pass it over to Josh. Go for it. Um, okay, pros is, I don't know if you remember um, New Year's, but uh, you asked what my resolution was going to be. My resolution is that I'm going to try and read a book a month, um, you know, like on, on top of what we're, you know, reading. So right. The Lord of the Rings or whatever doesn't count. Um, and I've been reading this book called The Midnight Library by, I think his name is Matt Haig, Haig, something like that. Um, and I'm about halfway through it now, which, you know, if you kind of do the math, I'm just a little bit under where I should, you know, a little over halfway through the month, just about halfway through the book. Yep. But I feel like as long as I pick up the slack, I'm I'm still on track, and I'm glad that um that I I'm I'm still like in the realm where I I can actually stick to it. Yeah, and it's been a good book. It's been cool. Yeah. Just reading through it. Be careful with that mentality because you'll get stuck in that for a couple of days, and then suddenly it's like, oh, I've got right now. I'm really behind half the book. Right yeah. now, and I I've I've done that with some recent projects, and it's like, oh no, I've got a week to finish before uh, we. We start getting new characters that I want, I'm going to want to draw. So yeah, no, I that's a good point, Josh. I suspect I will be cramming a little bit at the end of the month, but um, you know, but, but the pro is right now I feel like I can enjoy it. So there's that. <laughs> yes, there's that. And then um, I guess my con is just like, oh, uh, I don't know. I guess also feeling tired. Like uh, my neighbors aren't blaring Britney Spears, but like, um. I don't know. It's one of those like I don't I don't have like a really great reason, but like waking up today was just like the horrendous. Worst. And then I came back from work and I, I took a nap, um, and then I had a little bit of reading left to do, which is you know I only just finished reading like right when I came on. I was like, why the fuck did I fall asleep? I had all this time like yep. Um, so it just sucks to feel like you're you're you know behind on your rest because it's like it's so fundamental. It's like everything else falls out of sink immediately like if you go through your day tired like it's like everything your whole life is like one second lag that you you know you're not able to like sink it back up and uh that's that's sort of what it it feels like a little bit in general so um i don't know i don't really know eventually you know life has a way of figuring itself out but um that's where I'm at right now, too. So that's the con for me. All right, Josh, you're up. Oh, boy. Um, so let's see. Con, Nova does not like when I exercise. <laughs> um, I got a, fat. I, I got a, a rowing machine uh, that arrived a couple days ago. And I set it up, and Nova was kind of hesitant about the big box and the, the, the thing that came out of it. Uh, but as soon as I started trying to use it, test it out, she flipped her lid, Would runs around the house barking her head off. It takes her a good, like, minute, two minutes now. I've used it a couple times to, like, settle down enough where she she's in the room, but she is stressed out, like, making sure I'm, like not killing myself or something i don't know what she hates about it it's it's a quiet machine it's not making a lot of noise it's just me going back and forth with a, with, on a rowing machine and she hates it yeah. i don't know why but 
but so that that's been a funny con. Um, I I also had a, a family gathering on Friday that was somber because uh, it was a memorial for my grandfather. But that's I, I haven't really been able to tell if that's a pro or a con. So I'm just gonna kind of chalk it up to a, a neutral, but a good thing. Um, because it was it was also it was a good sad thing. I don't know if that mm. makes sense. Well, so not not that he passed recently. You mean just like a a gathering it, to like in memoriam yeah. for him, or yeah, it's been it was ten the ten year anniversary of his passing. Yeah, I see. Right. Uh, so we were we were sharing stories, but it was also really sad. Yeah. Um. So, but I got to see family I haven't seen for a little while. Even even with Christmas, there's still family I haven't seen for a little while. Um. So that was fun, but sad. Uh, yeah. As for pro. Um, I finished Majora's Mask uh, nice. for the first time. I, I'm playing through some video, some the Zelda series I've mentioned previously, and so I, I finished Majora's Mask on Thursday. I started Wind Waker on Friday evening after the memorial. I'm already it's Tuesday. I'm already at the Wind Temple, which is after like, you get the three spheres. After you get the three pearls, after you go pearls. through the Temple of the Gods, you get the Master Sword. I've already gone through the Earth Temple where you power it up once. I'm on the, the temple where oh, you're about oh, to power oh, up oh, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then all that's left is the Triforce charts and then going to fight Ganondorf. Wow. So I've just been powering. I powered through it this weekend. Nice. But I love the game. It's it's such a fun game. And Majora's Mask took me like two weeks following an online tutorial. And now here I am. The only thing I looked up was where to find those stupid kids on Windfall Island because I was just walking around for half an hour like, where the fuck are these little shits? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of beating uh, Majora's Mask for the first time? Uh, It was kind of trippy. Uh, I think I was expecting something a little more uh, Ocarina of Time-esque seeing as they're literally like almost the same game but mm. having watched some videos afterwards and people were explaining how termina the setting of the game is maybe like an alternate reality or like the mental creation of the skull kid it kind of makes a bit more sense um it was still a fun game frustrating because it's like a 30 year old game um but uh it was interesting i i found music i had heard before but didn't know what the context was for it and uh i figured out how to use an emulator which is going to come in handy because there are some games in the franchise that cost a lot of money to get um i thought so. you were playing it on the gamecube bonus disc i saw you had out on new year's uh that was only ocarina of time i thought it was the collector's edition that had a uh, both games on it, but it was no, it's just oh, Ocarina right. Time that's the Ocarina Master Time and Master Quest, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I messed up yeah, there, yeah, that's right. So, I that's why I dove into the emulator and now I can't find Twilight Princess for any reasonable price, so might have to use an emulator for that too. Gotcha. Um, but uh, Tears of the, the Kingdom is coming out in May, not March, like I previously said. <laughs> so, I have. Oh, good. I have uh, four months to finish Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword because I'm going to finish Wind Waker this week. There's no way I'm not. And then you won't have to choose between uh, Breath of the Wild 2 or <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Jedi Survivor. Exactly. Survivor's still coming out in March, though. That's going to be a problem because um, I'll probably be in uh, just 
I might have to take a break from Zelda and then jump into Skyward Sword before after I finish Survivor. We'll see. Hmm. Um, but then uh, let's see, Quantum Mania is coming out in February. That's kind of a one-time thing. What else was there? Was something else that was probably getting get in the way. I don't remember now. There's a lot of content in the beginning, the front half of this year that I want to get through, and it's uh, it's going to be a balancing act between work and play and creative stuff I want to do and reading and getting Nova the exercise and love she deserves and all that. So it's going to be an interesting few months. It's a lot. Yeah. So it's a, a minefield of pros and cons to walk through. <laughs> so I, I've been rambling on too much. Let's, let's, let's talk about the fucking story that we're here to talk about. Let's talk about the Hobbit. Big dudes talking small dudes. Big Dudes, Small Men, the podcast. Wait, we're talking about... I thought we were talking about there and back again. Yeah. Okay. Same I, I thing. Was confu- I was same confused. thing, buddy. Didn't mean to confuse you, but it's the same damn thing. I was quite confused. Okay. I was muted. Whoops. What, uh, what are we drinking tonight, boys? Water. Connor. I have a... Uh, actually... I'm, I, I I did a little bit of a of a remix tonight. I got a Coke Zero Cherry uh, in a can, and I have a Dr Pepper Zero also in a can. And Why is that a remix? Because two different things. Yeah, but you're like drinking them back to back. You're not, it's not like you mix them together. together yeah, right? I don't know. We'll see. Things might get crazy tonight. Who's to say? Okay. Might Keep us updated. Sui- might do a suicide. What's that? You know what that is, right? No, that's what I'm asking. Nope. What is that? That's when you go to the soda machine and you combine all the sodas available and you drink it. Put them oh, all the together. Meat. It's called a suicide. Oh. That would that would take too long with some of those other machines. There's like a hundred combinations or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 would be a, a Herculean task on on one of those Coke freestyle machines. Hmm. Now, when you say that, you're referencing Hercule from Dragon Ball Z, right? No, no, no. There is a character called Hercules on the Disney Channel show Hercules. Yeah, it was an animated show in the 90s. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's okay. where that reference came from. Okay, so he was named he was named after Hercule from Dragon Ball Z, is what you're saying? Um, you remember Hercule from Dragon Ball Z, right? You know who I'm talking about, right? No, no, I don't. No, can can you explain? He's like um. He's like a pro wrestler. He is kind of like if um, Hulk, uh, not the superhero, Hulk from like Hulkamania. Um, That's who Hercules is based on. Hercules is based on Hulk Hogan. That I that is actually like the the reality. You're you're getting but, lost in the weeds, my friend, because I know you are not about. thinking about Hercules. Now I know who I I I know who you're talking about now. You remember right? Yeah. You remember Hercule yeah. mm-hmm. from Dragon Ball Z. That's the namesake of Hercules from the 90s animated cartoon. I think actually Hercules is based off of Hercules. 
I don't. I don't combined think so. with Hulk Hogan. They, you think they did a soda remix? They did a remix, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Josh, you know Hercule from Dragon Ball Z, right? I do not. Do you know Hercules from the t- titular animated? Wait, Josh, series? Josh, you watched all of like Dragon Ball Z abridged. You're telling me you don't know who Hercule is? They don't talk about him. I don't think he shows up in the abridged series. No, the abridged series only goes through the Cell Saga. Does he show up after that? No, he's a part of the Cell Saga. Am I misremembering a different character then? He's not a big character. No, I mean he doesn't really do it. He's, I mean, he's great. He does have more to do in the Majin Buu saga afterwards, but he definitely is in the Cell Saga. I mean, it is a bridge series, so they probably cut anything with him. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Oh well. Anyways, let's talk about the yeah. Hobbit. Um, you know what's funny is, is that his name is like Hercules abridged. <laughs> Hercule. Right? Yeah, that's funny. That's like a really funny thing to like say. Thank you. I'm really glad that you were like, you know what? I'm going to open my mouth and say this. That was like funny <laughs> when you did Sometimes that. Sometimes you just got to do it, you know? Uh, that was like really cool. Sometimes you got to drop a, a, a knowledge bomb. <laughs> You gotta drop a truth bomb, bro. Drop a truth bomb on on. Oh that. man! Open a window. Somebody just dropped a truth bomb. Well, I think the truth <laughs> smells lovely. Brittles in the dark. <laughs> All right, Bilbo wakes up alone in the dark, and as he crawls around, he finds a ring and puts it in his pocket. What? Yeah, okay. He finds thinking, a ring. Immediately I'm thinking of that new TV show, The Rings of Power. Exactly. Immediately. That's immediately. what your mind should be going to. The Rings of Power. Yep. That and that alone. And then uh, as uh, he continues to stumble around, he finds an underground lake. And there he meets the creature Gollum. Uh, they play a riddle game. If Bilbo wins, Gollum will lead him to the exit. If Gollum wins, he gets to eat Bilbo. Um, Bilbo does eventually outsmart slash kind of cheat Gollum, asking what's in his pocket. But even though, even though Bilbo's not very trusting of Gollum, you know, he doesn't really have a choice but to, to hope that he'll stick to his end of the deal. Gollum's like, yeah, I just got to go look for something first. Can't find what he's looking for. Realizes what must be in Bilbo's pocket. Bilbo puts on the ring. Makes himself invisible. Unbeknownst to him at first. Gollum runs right by him. Bilbo follows Gollum to the exit. Leaps over him. Makes it past the the goblins. And escapes the Misty Mountains. At last. Yes, he lost a few buttons along the way, though. He did. So, so there's a lot. There is a lot. I didn't have as many notes this time around as last week, but uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot that happened. I mean, this is a, a big chapter. We we get introduced to some some very large, uh, you know, characters and concepts that. Well, you know what? I'm the one who have said that we shouldn't really be talking about 
a lot of stuff having to do with stuff that we haven't read. So let's not get too hung up on that. But this was a big chapter, especially for yes. like establishing certain things. Um, so this was this was cool, Connor. I I'm interested in in your thoughts on this chapter. How, how did you feel reading through it? So here, th- th- this is uh, my big reveal for this episode. Um, I I feel kind of guilty. Um, I feel it if it doesn't feel right. This is when he finds out. We find out that uh, he's actually read all all the Lord of the Rings books and just finished like last like yesterday. I, I, I feel like he's about to say that he actually didn't read all of the chapter or something, and he had to read like the Spark Notes version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's probably more likely. So, so here's okay. So, why do you, you know, have super glue? I'm I'm working. This is not super glue. This is nasal balm. <laughs> this is. Oh. I put this. I it's like a it's a cream I put in my in my nose in my nostrils. I, I, I get it. During it the looks winter like time, blue. I get really hard boogers, and it's very dry up there, so I have to... All right, let, to let's not a, stall for yeah, time here, buddy. Let, let's let's hear what you have to say to the group. So, um, I realized today that I, I was not... I was just not going to have enough time to read, because these are longer chapters. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I was like, yeah, it's, it's just... It's not going to happen. Um, I, I had to do things on my lunch break, and then I get home. I get home at like just before six. You know, I'm like it's not going to happen. So, um, what I did ingeniously is um, I listened to the audiobook version of these two chapters. Oh, I did on mm. my commute back and forth from work. Um, That's smart. Yeah. So, uh, it, create a solution I, for certain. I don't like it. It, I mean, it did. It it, it sucked me in, and um, but I I don't think it's I it's I don't I still it doesn't feel better than it. it you know, reading is better to me than the audiobook stuff. But um, the cool the, the the really cool stuff the the cool thing that happened though in doing this is I just picked I just was like okay I'll do like a free trial to Audible and I'll just get the fucking hobbit audiobook whatever so i'm listening to it and we we get to bilbo meeting Gollum, and suddenly the guy narrating does the Gollum voice like like <laughs> perfect i was like what the fuck this this guy is Gollum, and it, I mean, it's 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 narrated by andy circus who who, is, <laughs> who literally go. is is Gollum. he reads the book uh, yeah, I, was, I didn't realize that until I heard Gollum fucking, you know, yelling at me. <laughs> That's I was about crazy. to say, it, it's, it is The Hobbit. They probably got the actual actor to voice it. Well, I mean, it's only a guy, re- like, he's reading the entire book. So okay. He, he's just narrating, you know, he, he's voicing the whole, the whole book. So to, to hear actual Gollum, I was like, what, what the fuck? This is crazy. Um, and and, and he, he really, really sucked me in with his performance. Um, but, but yeah, the, the chapter itself was, was, uh, very exciting and fun. Um, obviously you, you bring the ring into the mix and that, that just ups the, I mean, it's different. It's different now than if, you know, when this book first came out, right? Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. we, we all have an idea of what the ring is, even if you don't really know, like myself, you know, um, we, we, you know, we all know of its importance. But you importance. do kind of know. Yes. You know, 
so so instantly it's like you get an elevated heart rate you're like oh fuck shit's gonna go down now he has the ring <laughs> and uh um yeah i mean i i i thought it was a great uh du- you know double act with with uh bilbo and Gollum and the riddles um very very tense uh yeah i i i thought it was was was, was a very good chapter nice okay you know, for the re- I mean, I appreciate that um, you were able to kind of figure out your own method, but you know, you could have rescheduled. Man, it's okay. I wasn't gonna do that. Yeah. Okay. Did you listen at uh, regular speed or did you speed it up at all? No comment. I'm just curious. <laughs> Gollum at five times speed. No, I I I ended up doing one point two. One point two speed. That's, that's fair. I. <clears throat> When I'm watching like a YouTube video, uh, like like the the kind of stuff that's listing off information or um, kind of almost like a lecture kind of video, I usually have it at like one and one and a half two x speed, depending on how fast the actual narrator is. Yeah, you know, so. I'm I'm not I'm usually not one for speeding things up. I know people who listen to podcasts exclusively at you know one point five. Speed. Yeah, I do that for some podcast now. I too. mean, I I just can't do it. It's 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 a, that's that's weird for me. It, but um, in this case, uh, what? after a couple seconds, like yeah. after a minute or two, it 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 just becomes normal. It does sound normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so one point two, I don't think is 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 a very drastic. It's not uh, speed but, up, anyways. You you could tell with you know in the first few seconds that it's. But that say that can save you like ten minutes over an hour. Yeah, roughly. and and in my case today that that it saved my ass. So it does save you exactly ten minutes over an hour. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so we did actually get some backstory on the ring, didn't we? In this chapter. Um, a little bit. From a time when magic rings were all over the place, that has since passed, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, I think that's when. Uh, I didn't make a note of this, but I think it's when. Uh, <sighs> when Bilbo first puts it on, yes, and he realizes you. he turns invisible. Yes, exactly. Or, or when the when. The narrator Tolkien tells us that it's going to make him invisible. I, I it love, takes him a moment to realize. I love when when he first turns invisible and, and he shouts out, "I'm the Invisible!" That was my favorite part. Everyone knows yeah. that line. Everyone quotes I'm it. It was it was just so it was, it was just uh, such a, 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 a fist in the air moment. I'm the right. Invisible and then. And then immediately followed by Tolkien saying, sorry to stop the story here, but I need to mention something. I am Dr. Michael Morbius. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not too late to throw a Morbius joke in there too. While you're is it, is it doing Morbin? your thing, right? Is it Morbin time? J.R.R. Morbin. J- yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Morbin and back again. What? Okay. So, so yeah, I think to your point, Josh, it's less like specific backstory on the ring and more like a kind it's of a general ring. general history of. Uh, I think they actually are referred yeah. to as the Rings of Power. They are. Even though Connor yes. was making a, a silly are. joke. That wasn't a silly yeah. joke. Yeah, 
I mean, Connor was being serious, but you know, you can tell he he it's likes a very to popular I mean, show. Meow. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's vague enough where it could just you could mean that to be the rings of power that the the Lord of the Rings uh, poem that everybody knows half of at least. Um, is are about, or it could just mean like, yeah, a thousand generations ago, rings had power to them, just like in general, and they were everywhere. So yeah. it's, it's it was a general statement, but it gave you it gives you enough understanding of what's going on. But we know, it's like, oh, magic ring makes you makes you not seeable. But we know um, that the power we is, know. is you know now we do. So actually, to that point, um, I do have a pair of notes here. Um, at the beginning of the chapter, it's right after Gollum first appears. Uh, I'm sorry, right before the the riddle begins. The riddle competition begins. Um, where's the line? Uh, riddles were all he could think of, Gollum. Asking them and sometimes guessing them had been the only game that he had ever played with one, f- with other funny creatures sitting in their holes in a long, long ago before he lost all his friends and was driven away alone and crept down, down into the dark under the mountains. So I know we've said we're not going to talk much about what we already know, but we kind of know uh, Gone with backstory at this point. We know what he used to be. And if Connor doesn't, I'm being vague about it. My note here was, does Tolkien really not know what Gollum is at this point when he wrote the story or is this just some foreshadowing about what he really is uh and then like two pages later after a couple of uh thing um i'm sorry a couple two pages later after the fourth riddle the one about an eye in a blue face saw an eye in a green face uh that eye is like to this side, said the first eye, but in a low place, not in a high place. Mm-hmm. Um, Gollum brought up memories of ages and ages and ages before when he lived in his grandmother with his grandmother in a hole in a bank by a river. And I, I wrote by that one, like, okay, he knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also thought it was interesting that Gollum has to call up on his memories to answer some of these riddles, especially considering, you know, who's posing the riddles to him. Um, But, um, yeah, so Tolkien's definitely aware. I do wonder, you know, um, I think we mentioned either in the previous episode or the first one, you know, I, I do know that this chapter was definitely changed after its original publication. And I wonder if this is one of the things that Tolkien ended up um, taking another pass at as he was... I I don't know if The Lord of the Rings was already published or if he was still in the process of writing Mm -hmm. it. But um, I do know that this is a different version of events than, than what was in the original publishing of The Hobbit. Back in the 30s. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I I would I would lean to that was a change, yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. Hmm? Yeah, um, we can. Also, I, I don't know. Be good to look into. Even though I read this book previously, I never realized, or I must have forgotten, Gollum 
is actually a, like a guttural swallowing sound that he makes, and that's why he's called that. I yeah. never connected that before. I just thought it was just him. Um, but he self-identifies as my precious, which is also a little confusing because that's also what he calls the ring. <laughs> yeah. I also picked up on that, was thinking about it. I was wondering if Bilbo thought that Gollum was referring to himself as my precious because that was his assumption. And then later we kind of come to realize what he's really talking oh, about or, talk or talking to. to the but, hmm. um, but well, no, he, none uh, of it's super clear right now, I, I don't feel like. Well, in that same paragraph where he describes uh, Gollum... Uh, and when he said Gollum, he made a horrible swallowing noise in his throat. That is how he got his name, though he always called himself My Precious. So that's the narrator saying that. Yeah, I see. Um, but the narrator could be Bilbo, depending on how you look at the story. I guess, but sometimes the narrator is definitely Tolkien because he'll yes. just say stuff like Bilbo didn't. Bilbo doesn't know what the fuck's going on, <laughs> you know. Fair. So. But yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a mixture of, hey, we're we're reading kind of the inception of something that we know is going to be very important moving forward. And and also taking in like all of the kind of like cultural background that we're aware of and, you know, our experiences with the films and things like that. It's kind of a lot. I don't know how to piece it all together, like exactly at this point, but it, it did make for a very interesting chapter, I felt like, to kind of read the, the beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I liked, um, I don't know, I thought there, were, there was a lot of cool things in this chapter. I liked that we found out that uh, the, the what is it, like, the, the dagger that Bilbo has, which is essentially like a sword to him, yep. um, is elvish as well. Yes, it also glows in the dark. And it actually, it kind of, I don't know, I don't, it's one of those things, it doesn't matter that everyone has like an elvish thing now, but it makes me think like, I wonder if... Tolkien will ever have an aside as to, like, why in that cave there was just, like, a treasure trove of, like, all these famous <laughs> elvish weapons, you know? I'm certain that exists somewhere. If it's not in this book, it's in another one of his works. I guarantee that. I would imagine, yeah. Um, I mean, but, yeah, it's kind of funny. They all stumbled onto it. But I like that Bilbo has that. Um, and let's see... Oh, another thing, Josh, to kind of what you were talking about, like sort of um, linking Bilbo and Gollum, they're both described when they're about to engage in the riddle game. They're both described as anxious and trying to learn more about the other before taking like any kind of action. And mm-hmm. Tolkien literally uses the same wording to describe their their similar dispositions. Um, not similar, like he, he repeats the same line um, almost back to back. Um, I think that's just before they agree to the, the riddle game and the, the riddle game itself, I thought was cool too. You know, I like that, um, it's not just the first thing that they thought of, you know, it's kind of like this old tradition, you know, it seems like that they have in the lands, um, and it's a well-respected game, like a battle of wits. Um, most of the riddles... I had no fucking clue what they were talking about, but <laughs> yeah, I did I get the the riddle about the darkness and time. Those ones I felt like I understood. Um, 
but I mean, a lot I, of them were were weird. Yeah, I mean, I understand them once they're once you read the answer, but it, I, I'm not great at riddles like the, of this style. And honestly, if if I was to be posed any of these, I would guess like man, time, water, the the, the ocean, or something, and then I'd probably die because I guess too many wrong answers to the sphinx or whatever is posing these ridiculous questions in the first place yeah um but they felt more like like it's less about like if you think about it you'll get the answer and it's more like um just like a shared cultural knowledge like this is the riddle and this is the answer you know like yep like when even you know i don't know if you ever heard this one but what's red and white and black all over you know it's like i I think we probably all have an answer for that in our head somewhere that we've heard I've heard several, yes. <laughs> but if you've never heard that riddle before, it's not, it's not um, like, it's not posed in such a way where like you're gonna get it. It's something that you need to know the answer to already. You know, it's like a right. bootstrap paradox. It's a it's a call and response game rather than like a battle of like thinking it out. I think and honestly, in, and in that one in particular, uh, you need to know the language. Like, like that one wouldn't work in. Uh... Oh, right, because the red, you wouldn't get yeah. the double meaning. Yeah, you you wouldn't get that yeah. in, a, in a different language. Yeah. And so. You guys uh... have figured out what riddles are. Yeah, we have. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Next time we'll find out what similes are. Yay! Um, I think I'm just going to touch on a couple more things here, and then if there's anything else you want to jump around at. Um... Sure. Let me know. Um, oh, I honestly, actually, as I'm going through, we already touched on a lot of them. But the, the one that I did want to mention, um, there was a line. I don't know where. I don't know why I didn't write down the page number. But there was a line that said something about um, up. <laughs> the Goblin Wars of which so many songs had been sung. Uh, that line appears somewhere in the chapter. And uh, I remember reading it. Yeah, I took a note of it because in the last episode we were talking about like, what's the deal with all the singing? And, you know, aside from kind of joking about it or uh, posing our, our own thoughts on it, I was like, oh, you know, I guess some of it is like a, a means of like recording and sharing their history, too. You know, um, you're right. That is a, a good point. We did not think of last time. Yeah, songs as a means of preserving history, because we don't really do that as much these days. Songs are not as. I mean, there are songs that carry on history and songs that have historical context to them. Uh, I mean, we didn't start the fire is loaded with it. <laughs> Just to yes, off top so of my a head. classic historical epic. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, like poetry uh, uh prose and songs uh th- those aren't used as uh history teachers th- much these days so i i didn't pick up on that but that's a good catch yeah um you know and then obviously sometimes they just sing because it's fun because in the next chapter the goblins yeah. are like you're gonna fucking light on fire and then we're gonna fucking eat your bodies like that's not <laughs> You know, so it, it's it kind of it's the whole spectrum. I mean, to be fair, that is half of Goblin history. Uh, yeah, so that, that's like <laughs> Goblin history one hundred and one. Andy like... Circus, his his rendition of that song was phenomenal. By the way, 
Did, you, you, did he actually like sing it he to sing a melody? It. Yes, he did. Yeah. What melody did he use? I don't that was, remember. Like, really I don't cool. have any memory uh, of it. But it was, it was good though. Wow, it makes me want to listen to the the Hobbit audiobook now. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe you're onto something there, Connor. Hmm. If there's just like a certain critical density of songs in the book, we just got switched to the audiobook. Is that what we're <laughs> <laughs> Um. So I did have one more note in this chapter, and. It's right as Bilbo passes Gollum and runs up the cave, invisible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gollum says, thief, 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 Baggins, we hate it, we hates it, uh, we hates it forever. Not doing the Gollum voice, I can't do that right now. Yeah. And uh, But this is, I'm pretty sure, the first time Bilbo actually becomes a thief slash burglar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the the I thought about it the uh, the stash we just mentioned where the source came from from the trolls I don't think counts because it was less like burglary and more just like looting the spoils of a of a of a battle plus he had help from Gandalf and the dwarves in that case this is the first time he by himself stole something and burgled yeah. something even though he didn't intend it at first that's what happened yeah. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't mean to steal, but he was threatening to eat me. <laughs> no, I uh, I like that that point, Josh. That's true, because um, you know, again, not not to be all stupid and coy and tiptoe around it, but we we recognize how important it is that Bilbo has this item, and the fact that it would be the the first real thing that he takes does make it seem even more significant to like his. His shift. Yep. There, there is that line when he picks it up. Uh, Tolkien says something like, "It's." Uh, he didn't know it at the time, but it was a turning point in his career. He writes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it turns out it's his career as a burglar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think the only other thing I want to mention is, you know, I was surprised at how fully formed and immediately interesting Gollum is. Um, you know, even just reading the book and it's kind of impossible, I think, to like not think about Andy Serkis's performance having oh, seen absolutely. the movies, even even yeah. when you're reading it. But I was like, I mean, it's just in popular culture. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, you know, reading the, the text, I was like, yeah, wow. He even literally says pockets is like, you know, nobody making the movie thought that'd be like a cool yeah. twist. Like it's all there on the page, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was I found myself being like kind of amazed because um, Andy Serkis's performance and and the way that he's realized in the movie through you know Peter Jackson's team is like so iconic, and the fact that it's like all there on you know the very first page that you read with Gollum on it, I was like, holy shit! You know, it's like Tolkien just deserves the world that that he made this thing. Like it's it's amazing that they brought it to life, and I'll be so excited to talk more about it when we watch the movies. But um, the fact that like Gollum is just immediately so fully realized and and off putting um, is I just was really fun to read. Um, I like I like Gollum. You know what can I say? All right. One of my favorite uh, little men. <laughs> one, just one of my favorite. Oops. One of the one of the greatest all time little men there is. Yeah, and that's yeah, coming I mean, from a big dude. He, yeah, yeah, 
as as a big dude, I I I appreciate the small man, small little man that Gollum is. I mean, <laughs> Uh, some people would argue he he's not a man. He is something else. Yeah. He's not a, a but, you know. Um He's just a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> One of the all-time greatest little guys. I think so. Okay. We want to talk about uh chapter 6 out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Mhm. All right, so Bilbo squeezes out of the cave, um, and then he's like, what the fuck do I do now? Sees that uh, the dwarves are not too far ahead, and they're like, let's fucking go, and Gandalf has this moment. Bilbo gets to watch him, still invisible, you know, completely unobserved, and Gandalf really sticks up for him. Gandalf is perhaps the greatest big dude to the small men. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he he's an inspiration to all of us big dudes. It's true. It's true. He is the biggest dude of all. Um, Truly. And Gandalf's like, no, you know, we need Bilbo. Um, and and just as they're about to turn around, Bilbo's like, surprise, you know, immediately appears. Everyone freaks the fuck out. <laughs> and and Bilbo chooses to not you know, mention that he has a magic ring that turns him invisible. So right. he, he plays it off like he's really just that sneaky. And then everyone is, you know, not only so amazed that he made it out of the Misty Mountains on his own. with All right. So I, I think where we're at here is uh, going over the chapter summary for chapter six out of the frying pan into the fire. Um so Bilbo, he he makes it out of the Misty Mountains. Um, he still has the ring on, so he's invisible. And he sees that Gandalf and the dwarves are up ahead. And he decides he's gonna he's gonna sneak up on them a little bit. And as he approaches them, he hears the dwarves are like, oh my, you know, we can't fucking stay here, blah, blah, blah. And Gandalf is like, no, listen, we gotta. Go back for Bilbo. Gandalf is like the MVP. Um, And then Bilbo, he takes off the ring, sneaks up on everyone. Everyone's like, holy shit. But of course, you know, Bilbo neglects to mention that he was invisible with a magic ring. He kind of plays it off like he was really that tricky and really that sneaky. And so not only does he make it out of the Misty Mountains on his own, um, but he also sneaks up on the party, and so he he kind of garners their respect for the first time here. Um, and then we also mention like it's kind of interesting that he he uses the ring, like it's also the ring that kind of grants him this respect here for the first time as well. Um, and then sure enough, they decide you know obviously they have to keep going if they stay where they are. The goblins are going to come, so they continue on as a party. Eventually, it's nighttime. They make it to this clearing. It's ominous. They hear wolves. So the wolves, wargs, show up, and um, the group scrambles up into these trees. And the wolves are talking about how they're going to, like, fucking kill everyone. And they have this plan with the goblins to go, like, eat a bunch of people. Like, it's kind of funny because Tolkien at first describes them as, like, evil wolves. And I'm like, 
don't have to be an asshole, dude. Like, they're just wolves. And then he, like, doubles down. He's like, no, these wolves are fucking evil. These these are the worst <laughs> fucking wolves you they, can imagine. They, they team up with the goblins. The goblins know how to use fire, and they just, they just kill everybody. Yes, yeah. In fact, the only reason they're here in the first place is so they could team up with the goblins. Yes, this was like their meeting place, and they're like, what the fuck? Where are the goblins? Of course, the Goblin King is dead. All the goblins are freaking out. Um, But anyways, uh, you know, the wolves are like, hey, fine, we'll wait. And then the goblins are going to show up later, too. Uh, So to try and get out of it, Gandalf starts throwing flaming pine cones at the wargs. This draws the attention of the eagles, which are also not just, like, regular eagles. They're, like, massive fucking magic eagles. Um, And so the lord of the eagles is like, hey, what's going on down there? They go down, save the the party, Gandalf, Bilbo, and the dwarves, bring them to their, like, nest, their eerie, on the Misty Mountains. The party gets to rest up. They get to have a meal. And then... The eels are going to take them pretty much as far as they feel like it before that, you know, they don't want to get too close to the affairs of men. Um, so mm-hmm. they're going to drop them off somewhere and then the journey will continue from there. But that's that's what we get here. You know, even the chapter kind of ends. It's like and, and so concludes the the chapters of the Misty Mountains, you know, and it's like. Yep. So it feels like we we get like a nice clean break from like this part of the story and we're sort of moving into whatever the next round of adventure is going to be. Um, the desolation of smog. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, maybe this is where the first movie ends. I'm I think not it sure. Is. I, I think it is actually where the first movie ends, right after the, yeah. the Eagles save everybody. So, um, yeah. So, I got a couple notes, but they're mostly just comments on the story, I think. Sure, want to go If you want to go first, or... Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, how was this in the the audiobook version, Connor? It was it was pretty exciting. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah, it was like riveting, but it was also a little bit confusing during like the the fight scenes, you know, because I was like, I was like, is he saying wolves still, or is he saying wargs, or you know, warks? I was like, what the fuck. So it took me a while to figure out that those were different things, and it was like, "Well, the like, wargs the... are wolves, but a, a different." They're, yeah, they're not. They're not. They're evil wolves. Yeah, yeah, but they the wargs are the wolves in the story, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, they, they are. They are di- they're not two separate things. No, the wolves show no. up. So and and Tolkien saying that these what we think are wolves at first are not just normal wolves they are wargs which are more evil than normal wolves gotcha so he's saying yeah it was just so. weird because because the you know what it was like wolves a reference and then wargs and wolves and wargs so it's it, like it sounded there, to me how, how it was yeah. read that it was two separate uh, creatures so that's that's where my confusion yeah. came from wargs are wolves and they were kind of used interchangeably it's kind of like squares or rectangles that, that kind of argument yeah but but like if you were writing a book about squares, you wouldn't just like call them rectangles, like back right. like go back and forth between calling them rectangles and squares. Or actually, it's probably more akin to rhombuses and squares. Rhombuses are squares, but not squares are rhombuses. But they yeah. kind of are because it's just rotation. But you're being really pedantic about it. Yeah. 
but just like Gandalf. That yes, that might have been one thing where if I read it on on paper, maybe I I could have got like understood that better than than because it was a fast moving thing, and I was just you know because at first mm-hmm. I was like, is he you know mispronouncing wolves and. That, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Andy Circus just doesn't know how to say wolves. Yeah, he just like, guesses. Just his accent or something. Right. Go right, go right up there with uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch can't say penguins. Is that true? Have you not seen that video? I, I haven't. Haven't. All right. I how does he pronounce that? Chat for you guys. Uh, it it changes. Wait. Uh, my favorite is penguins. I'm gonna play it on the episode. So. Just so I can hear it, and then people can hear it. I mean, be careful. It's like, might be. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear from Benedict Cumberbatch's people about this. He's a very powerful, big <laughs> I wrote, man. I wrote. He's a big I, I dude. I typed in. I typed in B E N E. Well, no, I mean like the BBC might own it. Um, people call him Benedict Cumberbitch. <laughs> Why'd that get such a laugh out of me? It was a good raz. That's a, yeah. that's a Raz, that's a right? You, uh, you got him. Okay, you got him. okay. Here it comes. You guys won't be able to hear it, but I'm going to play it <laughs> for the audience. Oh, God. Is penguins. It's a short Crested <laughs> penguins. Parent penguin heading home. Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> penguins. So why are these woodlands so attractive Anyways, yeah, to penguins? Like why are these woodlands so attractive to penguins? <laughs> All right, that's it, Connor. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's oh no, it's it's cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, he's he's not mispronouncing stuff. It is. It was kind of funny because um, now I don't remember if I said this before it fucked up or or if this is recorded. So I don't mean to repeat myself, but I thought it was funny that you know at first the wolves show up. Tolkien are like, is like these are like evil wolves, and I'm like. Dude, they're just fucking wolves. Like, give them a break. You know, they're hungry. They're in the woods. Yes. And then he's like, no, they're not just evil. They're, they're, these are the worst scum of the fucking wolf world. Fucking wargs. They yeah. have their own little name. They're dark wolves, you know? They're, yep. Some horrible fantasy wolf creature. Not not even truly a wolf, a warg, you know? That's right where we cut um, off, too, I think. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Works. Works are squares that you rotate 90 degrees. Exactly. Rectangle. I'm sorry, wolves each are 90 degrees. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's like, um, you know, they'd be like the the level 5 D&D creature you fight or whatever. Yeah, it's very, to the level 2. The very interesting part of it for me was um, Bilbo lying about, their, or not, or not t- telling them about the ring. That that, that part was all, was already, uh, you know, my... my uh, spidey senses were tingling. Hmm. How so, Connor? Because I know from when I watched the Lord of the Rings that it it, it the, the the ring like it, it turns people against each other. Like it it like it does something where it makes it 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 fucks up your psyche, you know. And you, I remember Frodo and the other guy were fighting about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, a big dude or a small man? Uh, small, small man. (laughs) Gotcha, okay. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know who this Frodo guy is, but I guess we'll be reading about him eventually. Someday. Type of chicken. Chicken Alfrodo. (laughs) I believe. 
Yeah, it was another. Uh, I, I like that line as um, as Bilbo is escaping the cave, you know, and Gollum is is cursing like the Baggins, and it's like, oh well, there's gonna be something there eventually as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't catch that either. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, since since Connor brought up Frodo, I mean, I don't mean you know. Well, no, because he says. We, Thief, 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 Baggins. We hate it. We hate it. We hate it forever. So, yeah. I mean, of course, he's he's he not like he doesn't pluralize Baggins. So, I. That, it's true, but it. you you have to imagine that. I, I, I think I think he he comes to realize perhaps. Um, but you know what? We'll find I'm out. Gonna, I'm gonna not, shut the fuck up. He doesn't realize that Frodo is. I we don't know. We haven't read it. Of one of these characters? We don't know. In this in one of this one But of but books? for the record, he's not the spawn. <laughs> he's not spawn. I don't know. He, he's not the spawn. Okay. Yeah. Fine. We we don't know yet. So we're going to wait till we find out. He's the uh, um It's you know, it's not important. It's not important. Let's stop. Step, Let's stop cuz we, we shouldn't be. Yeah, the step spawn. Step spawn. Yeah. Okay. Um so I, I do have a couple like comments in the story. If you want to get into that, yeah, sure. Um, so after Bilbo is back with the group, um, Bilbo wanted to know how they escaped, and uh, Tolkien wrote the wizard to tell the truth. Never minded explaining his cleverness more than once. Uh, so I just wrote a comment literally as we were recording the podcast because I it didn't click in my brain what was. Uh, when I was reading it the first time, I thought, I thought it was, I I thought at first that Gandalf was being like condescending, like oh I got to explain it again. But no, I, rereading it like a moment ago, I was like, oh no, he just loves talking about himself. Yeah, he's he's full of himself. I get it now. Um, uh, but the note I wrote when I did read the book, um, uh, is that the path they had chosen, uh, with Elrond was supposed to be the safe passage and the the goblins caverns used to open up somewhere else so they were trying to avoid it evidently people had given up going that way and the goblins supposed to open their new entrance at the top of the pass the dwarves had taken uh because it had been found quite safe up to that up to now that's what tolkien wrote and i wrote my comment there is that quite safe includes giants Giants throwing boulders with winds and storms fierce enough to be described as battles. So that's, <laughs> that's the safe path. Yeah. So uh, this this is indeed a very dangerous journey they're undertaking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's not easy no matter how you slice it. Yep. And then a couple pages later, uh, when the wolves show up, uh we get this paragraph about how there were no wolves near Mr. Baggins's hold at home, uh, but he knew the noise that they made. Uh, he had had it described to him in enough tales. One of his older cousins on the Took side, uh, who had been a great traveler, used to imitate it to frighten him. So I think this is—is is this another Took that we're learning about? I think. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it's just okay. There's another adventuring Took out there. Hmm. Neat. I think so. Anyways, that it, I couldn't 
be bothered. I was I was half asleep at, at, during this chapter for some reason because Sunday the whole thing you were saying about being tired earlier, uh, that was me on Sunday. And I was trying to get through the chapter before a, a space launch that I wanted to watch happen. And I got there with like literally 10 minutes to spare. Um, so yeah, uh, another chook. And then uh, where's the next note? Oh yeah, the Lord of Eagles of the Misty Mountains had eyes that could look into look at the sun unblinking. That That just sounds like it hurts. I don't care if you're an eagle. That sounds like it hurts. Nah, he's just that badass. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a joke about him being blind, but then the next line is literally that he could then see a rabbit moving on the ground a mile away, even in the moonlight. So it's like, all right, he's not completely blind. But ouch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another note about the eagles. I think this is one I'm going to want to come back to uh, when we're done with Lord of the Rings. Because at, it's the second to last page of the chapter. And it's basically the paragraphs describing why the eagles help them, but don't bring them all the way to the mountain. <clears throat> and don't, it, I think you were saying it in the, in the summary where mm. they, uh, they're willing to help, but not get involved in the affairs of man or like go near the dragon or stuff like that. Like they're, they're just on their own, kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to reread the chapter, the, the, the passage, to get exactly what I was thinking, but uh, I, I, you may want to pick this up so I can do that. Oh, uh, sure. The, I mean, the, the <laughs> eagles, you know, they're very proud. I like how majestic they seem. Um, and I thought this chapter was cool for introducing both the wargs and the eagles. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can think of them, or, or rather, like, at first you might be thinking of them, like, as regular animals, because they're, they're kind of referred to as such. But you kind of understand through the context of the story and, and, and the way that Tolkien writes them, they're obviously so much more than that. And, um, yeah. you know, similarly, like, it's, it's not that there aren't wolves, and it's not that there aren't eagles. Like, I think you're made to realize that there still are just, like, normal wolves and normal eagles. And these are kind of, like, old magical beasts, you know, from, like, another time, it feels like. Another another world kind yes. of mixing with our own. It, it, it makes me think of, um, like, Princess Mononoke, if you've ever seen it. And, um, like, the giant, the giant wolves that... Um, uh, well, there's there's giant animals of all kinds, but you know the giant wolves uh, kind of guard the forest, and they're massive. They're like magical forest spirits, really, and they can talk. Um, but then there's like also just regular animals. You know, they're they're like you know, kind of the strength of nature. Uh, symbolized through this this like amazing creature um so, something that's more than just what what we see in nature something like beyond our, our regular and understanding um and we see like both sides of that here so the wargs are kind of like the warped evil version like there's like a corrupt aspect to nature and then there's sort of like sort of this like amazing ultimate like good form that i feel like the eagles 
take, you know, and, and it becomes very clear, like, they're not just like big eagles. They are, but like, you know, they have their own affairs and society and, and, and wills and whims, you know, um, I don't know. I guess they just seem, um, they're larger than life. Mm-hmm. I really like that idea of just like taking an animal and making it big and it's like, oh, so it's just a big eagle? And it's like, no. That's just it's, what it looks like, really. But it's like yeah. beyond all of that, you know? It's same smart. same thing where you take a dude and make them small. You know? It's like the same, <laughs> you the same idea, just implemented differently. You're, yeah. You're right. I don't like that you're right, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so yeah, when I was getting back to... Uh, why the Eagles are helping them is they're, they owe Gandalf uh, or rather the Eagle Lord owes Gandalf a favor for saving him from a wound. Um, but they don't want to go anywhere near the where men live because they'd shoot at the Eagles um, and because they would think the Eagles were after their sheep, which isn't necessarily wrong. It's just what they would think if they were bringing mm-hmm. the, the dwarves and the, the party uh, to the Lonely Mountain. So... I it's I, I think we should revisit that passage with the Eagles when we're done with Lord of the Rings because I know from pop culture that the Eagles coming to save them at the end of the fucking well we'll talk about it Josh yeah, the the Eagles coming in at the last minute is a contentious bit of pop culture so there's a lot of last minute saves in the Hobbit I mean. Last episode, we were saying, isn't it funny how, you know, Gandalf is the one doing all this stuff? Like, they get into trouble, and then Gandalf saves everyone. But then, you know, here for the first time, someone has to save Gandalf, too, even though he kind of gets the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, it it is, Gandalf is the reason they get saved, but And the book admits that he's afraid, too, doesn't it? The book admits that Gandalf is afraid. It does, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, especially, you know, I, I feel like Gandalf is usually portrayed as like, I don't know, kind of always, always has everything under control, yeah. you know, no, knows like literally everything. But here yeah. it's like, oh my God, there's like a hundred wolves. Like, what do we do? <laughs> Fire does nothing. Yeah. The, 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 the goblins are here again. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I like that, um, you know, the goblins are threatening, the wargs are threatening, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're in like real danger and there is like that continuing pattern of like, oh, you know, each chapter presents its own like problem, little mini adventure sort of, and then they get out of it by the end, it concludes. So it kind of does have this like cyclical feeling of like, okay, you know, here's the next thing to go wrong and then they're <laughs> fine again, you know, yeah. um, but I, I think it, it works. It still makes for like an entertaining and, and fun read. And we get all talked, talked about, uh, I think, definitely a good portion of like some some interesting lore and tidbits that we kind of get. And, and we know are going to be more important as we read. So um, I think this has been the, the two most interesting chapters for me so far. I really liked reading through these two. For sure. Yeah, they, cool. they, they were good. And I feel like they... They do a good job at kind of, I don't know, putting things into the next gear, you know, a little bit with within the story. It feels like things are 
things are are getting faster and more um faster and more intense more intense more interesting more layered um yeah mm. all right yeah i those are good points and i don't really have much to add to them <laughs> i don't think they're my favorite chapters of the book but they were entertaining and i wish i was more awake when i was reading them <laughs> mm. i need to work on that i'm still working on that oh looking at my my notes there was one more thing i wanted to say um go for it i did feel like th there has been an aspect that I, I did feel like um makes the books feel a little more dated or or rather it's like oh like the this is some of the things that i feel like make it feel like kind of a product of its time um but when 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 Bilbo come and I think you were talking about it, Josh. You were talking about how Gandalf doesn't mind repeating his cleverness and all that. But when Bilbo comes back uh, to the group, he at, he's like Gandalf. You know what the fuck happened? How did you you know come back and save us and this and that? And then Gandalf is like, Ah, yes. Let me tell you everything. You know, <laughs> like the story just completely stops, and you get every detail about what Gandalf did from his perspective that we, you know, and, and then it's like, oh, yes, now I know everything. Because I feel like, um, I feel like in, like, the, the trend here at the time is, like, you, it, it would be, like, poor storytelling to not do that, you know, to, to not explain um, and so you get, like, these moments where the story kind of really goes out of its way to be like, oh, well, if you're questioning this, if you're wondering why this happened, it's because of this. And you just get, like, <laughs> the full breakdown um, of Gandalf's itinerary during that time. Which is fine. It's not, like, particularly, like engaging or like super well told but it but as i was reading through it i was like this makes the book feel older for sure because no author would do this now no one would just be like okay hold up before we move on let me just clear up what was happening but you know it would just be like <laughs> why why would you do that why would you like why drag your entire story to a screeching to a screeching hall you know now you bring that up i've definitely read books where that's happened uh no, like the from that era, like uh, this, Tolkien's probably the tail end of what you see in like Vern or uh, 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 H.G. Wells, where it it really would just be like, yeah, we're doing the story, and then we're just going like a ten page diatribe about why this is a thing. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before uh, we go on, you, we 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 all need to be in agreement on this. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's make sure uh, we all understand. There are squid in the ocean, and that's why Captain Nemo is there hunting squid. It's like. You could just say he's hunting squid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what happened. It's just like, that's... I remember getting into things where reading stuff like 15 years ago where she's like, is he really talking about this? <laughs> why, are we, why are we going into whaling stuff? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need a full, thorough explanation for why these things are happening. Right. Which, it's not a bad thing all the time. It's just, it, modern sensibilities, it's just kind of like, it doesn't, it doesn't fit quite as well. Yeah, yeah. he's... Modern preferences. He, he does it in a pretty charming way, though. You know, it's like everyone loves to hear him speak, and he knows it. You know, so <laughs> so so. You know, I think I think he he relishes the opportunity to uh, 
you know, give everyone a breakdown of his his cunning plan. Gan- Gandalf is a high charisma wizard. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, no, you're right. It all it all works. It's just funny. Um, all right, yeah. I don't know. I, I was really happy with these chapters. Um, I think there were some really interesting threats. You know, I mean, having to overcome and outsmart Gollum, going through the whole thing with the the goblins, the wargs, then them teaming up, and then you know we we get to meet the eagles. Like this whole this whole passage through the through the Misty Mountains. Um, I found really entertaining, so I'm I'm excited to see where the Eagles drop them off and and where we go from here. I'm not sure what we're really getting into next, um, but I'll be excited to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm gonna see it. I'm waiting to see if we actually see where the Eagles drop them off. But since it's Tolkien, he probably will tell us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine they'll be there at the beginning of the next chapter, and then maybe we'll get a paragraph that explains the stuff that we missed in between the chapters. But yeah. so, I sure hope so. Well, three months have passed. The Eagles fucked <laughs> off after about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that it? Any final thoughts? Not for me. Nor for I. All right. Well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash chapter chumps. Right now we are um, just starting to to upload a, uh, a bonus season in tandem with with uh, the regular podcast, but we're gonna we're reading a different book. We're, we're reading a different book on our Patreon. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide Whoa. to the Galaxy. Oops by douglas adams um so sign up to get access to that you get access to um full citizenship which which means you can vote wait 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 wait, wait, connor what's up i'm sorry to interrupt but are you saying that we're offering double the weekly content for just one dollar a month oh no i'm not no Um, oh that that would be the three (laughs) dollar tier (laughs) <laughs> oh wow <laughs> wait a minute I, wait so you only get you the, uh, practice this? the 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 hitchhikers episodes with the three dollar tier that's not the one dollar tier uh i mean i don't actually know you don't know okay i don't actually know gotcha, sure. gotcha. so oh, you okay. you have you have to go out and figure it out but either way i mean it's you know it's not a lot so i'm pretty sure it is the three dollar tier and if it's okay. not yes then the one dollar tier up. is is voting for our next books when we get to that stage. I know that's what uh, it says. And supporting us, and supporting us as we accurate, and supporting us so we can create other projects as well. Um, well, the three dollar tier allows us to uh, we provide uh, extra content in the form of, currently in the form of this extra season that we previously recorded, and uh, it uh, goes even further to helping us someday create bigger, better projects. Yeah, I mean, the more patrons that that we get signing up on this thing, the cooler, more fun, crazier shit we can do. Um, so please give it a uh, give it a look, Silu. See if it, it you know might be worth your your uh, w- one or three dollars. Um, and if you have anything to pass on to us, any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to chat tolkien with us uh we're on twitter and instagram um at dune dudes um not dune dudes. oh my god 
Just, you are you on are fire today. Really messed up, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's at uh, at pros and cons on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, no, um, it's Chapter Chumps. We are at Chapter Chumps. Chapter Chumps gmail dot com. If you want to email us, please like, review, subscribe, um, and that's about it for me. Until next time. Oh, oh ch- check out. I was. Uh, I, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking this song in my head as as I was reading the the last chapter. It goes like this. So scramble through the bushes, hide in the trees, run Bilbo run, Ooh, yeah. run Bilbo run. I can hear the eagles' terrible screams. Run Bilbo run, run Bilbo run. Bilbo, <laughs> Bilbo. <laughs> what? Yes. It's, it's all songs, you know. It's, it's like all songs. Tolkien's yeah. it's all songs, I, you know. I, so, I, I, I don't know. I have a feeling Rivers Cuomo would be very. It's a very Weezer proud plug, yeah. You. You, you know, you know what we should listen to after we're done with this book. What is Leonard Nimoy's uh, "Ballad of Bilbo Baggins"? Oh my God! Yes, I know that song. <laughs> yes, I don't think I've listened to it all the way through. I've heard like snippets of it, but that that might oh, be a no. trip. What Bilbo? We'll Bilbo? Bilbo Baggins? Promptly oh, three God. feet tall. Maybe that. Maybe that'll be some bonus content on the three dollar. Uh, tier yeah, down the road. Brave, something brave something short, not a full episode. That's a good idea. That's so great. Wow. Good for him. All right, folks. Okay. Until next time. See ya. See ya. Oh, that that was Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you still- <laughs>